This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. we got Yo. a big hour lots more. We're going to talk about owners and how important it is to have one that really fights for you the way John Middleton and Jeff Lurie have done for many years in this town. Unlike the winter teams, which we will also discuss. But on live with us right now is our football expert, sponsored by Panther East, the premier distributor of safety in the Philadelphia region. Go to PantherEast.com. The, the Gridiron Genius, uh, GM Shuffle mm-hmm. Podcast. Mr. Mike Labardi is with us. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Angelo. Hey, Mike, we're going to just start with this because you have worked for a number of uh, great owners in football. How important is an owner to winning championships? Well, I think it's the number one essential ingredient. I, and I think what, what, what fans don't understand is the, the most important thing an owner provides is alignment. So whatever, how Jeffrey runs his Eagle team, it's all completely aligned. It's, it's, it's from him through the organization. And that alignment allows everybody to understand their jobs, understand their roles, and then act upon those roles and handle that. So it's really important. And, you know, a lot of these owners in the league, they don't understand how to create alignment. And, and that alignment is why there's so many teams that, that are back and forth. For example, the Houston Texans, there's really no alignment there. You know, the general manager is kind of from one school of thinking. The head coach is from another. When you don't have that alignment, you can't win. All right. You uh, work for Al Davis. You work for Robert Kraft. You work for Jeff Lurie. I know I'm leaving out some other big-name owners. Who was the best? I think the. I mean, I worked for Eddie DeBarlow too, and he was by wow. far the best. Uh, you know, he was he allowed Bill to create the alignment within the company, and he was overly generous with his. And I was a young man at that time, and I didn't realize. I thought all owners were like Eddie, but all of them that I've worked for, every owner that I've worked for has been. You know, Art Modell was great. He was impatient and he was impetuous, but it was fun to be around him. You know, I, I really haven't had a bad experience with an owner other than when I was in Cleveland where, you know, the owner would say one thing, J- Jimmy Haslam, and then a day later he wanted to do something different. And that align- that lack of alignment is what kills you. All right. He, he is this, uh, we always use culture, but he's yeah, saying alignment. it's all got to be the same philosophy. Mm-hmm. Let me get to, uh, Mike, let me get to the Eagles on uh, Sunday against the Titans. What did you think? I thought it was really, really good. I, I thought what they did was, was exceptionally uh, uh, smart in terms of they came out knowing that, that it was going to be tough sledding to run the ball, to use their six-back attack. So they decided to run a more of a play-action pass game and attack the weakness of the Tennessee defense, which was their corners. And they allowed Hurts to make all his throws off of play-action, had a lot of easy throws, not that you know, he throws a great deep ball. And that allowed them to get the lead. And when you got the lead on Tennessee, you basically told Tennessee you can't play this game anymore. So you took Henry out of the game, and you put the burden on their offensive line, which isn't very good at pass protecting. So I thought it was the right way to approach it. It's going to be the same approach they need to take against, against the Giants this week, which is because the Giants, they want to play a slow, methodical. they got to stay attached, get the game to the fourth quarter, try to win it there. 
And if they have to throw it 50 times, they won't win it. And it's the same thing that Tennessee did. Once Tennessee it became a passing game for Tennessee, they had no chance to win. Uh, Mike, I, what we saw uh, you know, without the uh, authority that you have, we saw a lot of fixes. We saw an Eagles team that was tackling poorly suddenly handle the run a lot better. And I guess the thing we came out of it with, if you could stop Derrick Henry on 30 yards, then Saquon Barkley shouldn't be that hard for you, right? Is that too simplistic a look at it? Well, I mean, it shows you can play better run defense. And obviously, Sue getting in there and, and, you know, Jordan Davis coming back, all that that helps them, helps helps you in in terms of that. But it's a different offense. So what this giant team tries to do is they try to stretch you horizontally. They try to make you defend the width of the field with their bootlegs, their nakeds. And then that opens up, that hopefully loosens up the inside. Whereas Tennessee was trying to run a lead back attack. They were trying to run downhill and the Eagles mastered it. And and once you got Henry to redirect, it becomes a, he becomes a different back. And again, without Tannehill's ability to make plays in the passing game, they had no, once Burks got hurt, I mean, who are their receivers on Tennessee? My Lord, they don't have any skill at all. So you really weren't threatened on the outside. But, but they don't have any receivers because they traded AJ Brown and it got the GM fired. But was I don't that think really that's what got him fired? Uh, you and, don't, Angelo. No, do I think? think that was culmination of things. First of all, you know, remember two days before the draft, the head coach said we're not going to trade AJ Brown. Yes. And then the general manager traded him, so I think he embarrassed his head coach. But I think more than anything, I think what happened in Green Bay after they beat Green Bay on that Thursday night game and they fly home and the and the offense coordinator got a DUI. Now there's no alcohol supposed to be on any airplanes. Oh. And so the general manager's in charge of that, you know, and so that, that we haven't seen the report coming out of the league office on what's going to happen. But I think there's a lot more to that than actually his bad drafting and the decision to trade this. He got a contract extension last offseason, John Robinson, we're talking about. And a lot wow. of and, and he got that even though he had a lot of bad drafts and made some bad trades. So I think there's more to that than the meets the eye. All right, Mike. ESPN has an analytics department, and they said that the Cowboys are 50-50 to go to the Super Bowl and have the best chance of any team to win it. You buy that? Well, I don't buy much that comes out of that analytics department. I mean, they told me last week that Tua played really well. I mean, like, you know, it's (laughs) like I read that stuff and just say, where does this come from? It's like pro football focus. You know, they say this guy is the second best tackle in all of football, and I'm like, we're watching a different game. I don't know how you can make that statement. I really don't. I don't know where they get their numbers from, but you hide behind a curtain. I mean, this is what happens is like, you know, you make an evaluation. I make one, either you're right or wrong. But when they do it under the guise of our stat department, where does this come from? I mean, is this the bat computer that runs the numbers and Batman says, okay, here's what it is. I mean, I just ignore it. I mean, it's really just a click, you know, it's like, Oh, who's going to sign Odell Beckham? You know, they need more clicks. Odell Beckham's, I was told Adel Beckham's not going he's not even going to be healthy for eight more weeks. So who's going to sign him? Who's going to, is he going to play in the XFL? Because that's the time he's going to be ready to play. <laughs> Al, this is how good Mike is. He anticipated my next question. I'm not even going to ask it now. OBJ, uh, uh, Marcus Hayes did a terrific call about it. It doesn't sound like the uh, A.J. Brown even wants no. him in the room. No, uh, it, But him. he's not going to play, I mean, right, Mike? He's you? not going to play like, anyway. Why, why would you? Yeah. He's not even healthy. He's, he provides clicks for the worldwide leader. That's what he's providing. <laughs> he provides conversation. He can't pass a physical. I mean, and, and, the fact that, and the fact is we have such a hard time, and don't get me started on this subject, we have such a hard time of when a player was once great, 
this happens in basketball. I won't mention the players, but it happens in basketball where we still think the guy's a superstar when he's yeah. not. <laughs> and that's Odell. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. All right, Mike, how big a threat are the Giants to spring an upset on Sunday? Well, they, you know, look, the Giants play one way, right? They're, they're really good. They've played great red zone defense all year. They're good on third down. And they've got to methodically, they've got to run the ball. If the Eagles force Daniel Jones to participate in the game and make him have to throw it and, and force him to throw a drop-back pass, not a play-action pass game, then it's going to be really challenging. It's going to be critical for them to play from in front because the Giants can't hold up playing from behind. Look, uh-huh. this is the Giants' season. The Giants have to the, – the, their schedule is, is so hard. They've got too many games. Uh, they got to play Washington again next week. I mean, the Eagles are the much better team. The line moved from seven to six and a half, which was somewhat surprising. I, I think the Eagles, if they get ahead of them, I think they'll they'll route them. Mike Lombardi always bringing it. Mike, love it. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Be Andrew. well. And uh, let me just say, Al, that uh, this ties in with uh, an obsession that Merrill Reese has developed. All right, oh, yeah. Merrill Reese. Mm-hmm. Now, before the opening toss, coin toss. Yeah. He roots for the Eagles to lose. <laughs> you understand? He wants Hurts yes, to have so the ball I. first, yeah. score the touchdown, and have the lesser opponent play from behind. Yeah. And you know what? It's, uh, it's surprising to me that the coach, that Siriati has it going. You know what? It works better if we get it first and score. We should do that. Even if they win the toss out, they should take the ball. I, That's what Mer- Merrill does this every week now. It's very entertaining <laughs> to hear Merrill go, Gee, I hope they lose the toss. Uh, and he goes, uh, the, the opponent picks tails. And he goes, uh, heads. And he goes, ah, oh, damn, defer. <laughs> he doesn't want to defer. All right, let's go back to the board. Mike's up from Douglasville. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you guys doing? How are we doing? We're 11 and 1. Of course <laughs> we're doing great. Yeah, you said it wrong. We're going to be 12 and 1. All right, you're sure of this? Yeah, I, I don't think the way the Giants have been playing lately. Um, you know, I think the start of their season was a little bit of a farce, and maybe just catching guys off guard a little bit. Their offense is not talented at all. I mean, their hope is Daniel Jones is going to run for a hundred yards. I mean, Saquon Barkley, yeah, he can be a little scary, but I mean, I think I heard in the update he's banged up. Um, so I mean, once he gets banged up, it's it's like he has a different mindset. Um, I mean, as long as we can play mistake-free football, we shouldn't have an issue. I will say this. It'll be fun to watch the sidelines. Sirianni, that's nasty, Nick. Uh, Rhea, you know this. There's a different Nick on the sideline that ever shows himself. He goes crazy. And Dable. (laughs) Looks like he's going to have a heart attack every play. Dable looks like Curly in the Three Stooges (laughs) before they go, the Limburger cheese. Remember they gave the Limburger cheese to calm him down? Whoa, 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 whoa. He's going nuts on the sideline. He goes crazy. Mike, you got to see this guy. He's, he's not, his face gets all red. You look at him and you say, this seems like it's dangerous for Dable. He could have a stroke. He looks like the Chris Farley character who lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> no, it's, it's really it's crazy. And I just hope that a couple of early calls go against the Giants so I can see that. Because he will go berserk. It's wonderful. All right, uh, you get first crack at Winter and Weasel. I got Middleton and ESPN. Who do you have, Mike? Hey, super quick. Did I hear that uh, Ava Graham's going to be in my town this weekend? Rhea, do we uh, know yes, anything about this? Uh, that's what I have on the uh, yeah the Bud Light thing. She's going to be at Island Pizza. Oh, oh all right. Nice. There we go. It says, uh, yeah, Island Pizza this Sunday, Eagles Watch Party. 
Uh, yes, Island in Douglasville. Should be a party. All right. Tell me what you got. Um, I mean, I guess the easy one, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts with Aldoid. He is, again, the NFC Player of the Week. Rhea is the judge of this. Rhea, Middleton or Hurts? Hurts is winning so much right now. Yeah. i got to keep That's why with, I didn't pick with Middleton. That's why I didn't pick up on Mike. Thank you <laughs> for the call. Share the, share the limelight. <laughs> no, I, Rhea, I've picked him like six times this season already. <laughs> he wins all the awards. He is the MVP. Yes. 215-592-949. If we come back, we learned something yesterday about the importance of owners in, in sports. Because John Middleton uh, agreed to pay 300 And I didn't include the other players he's paying, too, oh. that they just signed. And there's he, more to come. And, there are, and, and, Al, it does not sound like he's done. It sounds like he's ready to dig in again. And uh, that's a commitment to winning. And we're going to talk about how they did how he did it, how Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie are doing it with the Eagles, and how the winter teams are not doing it. And why is that? 215-592-9494. Jump on now. WIP Sports Time is six, six, uh, 716. Let me tell you about BetMGM, an official partner of the NBA and the Philadelphia 76ers. They have a slam dunk offer right now for basketball fans. You can place a $5 wager on any NBA game. If the Sixers are playing at home and they score 110 points or more, you're going to receive a $5 free bet. Enjoy this NBA season like never before with BetMGM's innovative parlay selection features, boosted on specials, daily promotions, and more. Download the app today or go to BetMGM.com. Get a $5 free bet if the Sixers score 110 points at home.